during the course of all of our lives, we all have moments or times when we have a friend or a family member who finds themselves in one of our hospitals in the community because of an illness or an accident or something like that. We don't like that, but it always happens. But the good news is, here in our community, we really do have state-of-the-art medical facilities, and I'm amazed at how much better they get over the years. And I really can tell you that I have visited probably almost every floor of every hospital in our community over the years, and they just do get better and better. But no matter how good our medical facilities are, as you know, they can't do everything. And that's oftentimes when I get called um, to say prayers, to lead prayers in these kinds of, of moments. But like our state-of-the-art medical facilities, I can honestly say that I don't have a, we might call a state-of-the-art uh, prayer book, okay? Um, well, my, I might, you know, uh, today, in today's age, literally have all of our prayers in something like this here. I mean, I could even say Mass out of this this morning, okay? All the prayers, is prayers for all the Masses, divine office, everything. All the prayers are in something like a tablet like this. But I still go by the uh, tried and true, okay? Um, this, is my, this is my prayer book that I've been using, okay, for over 40 years, all right? I have literally anointed thousands and thousands of thousands of people, okay, out of this uh, prayer book. And a few years ago, okay, I was uh, anointing someone, and I told them, I said, you know, I think I'm going to have to get a new, a new prayer book because it was falling apart, and as an anointed person, pages were falling on the floor in their room. And um, this person said to me, no, you can't do that, okay? You've prayed over too many people with that book, and all those prayers for all those people are coming, coming to me, so no, you've got to keep that book. So I literally have put this book back together with um, packaging tape, okay? And, <laughs> and it's, it's holding it together. It really is holding it together. And about a year or so ago, I anointed my brother-in-law who was getting a knee replacement, and he said to me, he says, you know, he says, we're going to bury you with that book, okay? <laughs> so I hope so. I hope so. And I'm always amazed whenever I, I walk into a hospital room, okay, and families are there, and how oftentimes people see this book. And they comment about it. They comment on it. They really do. And they say, wow, you've really, you've really used that a lot. You know, it's for whatever reason, this book, this tattered old book, seems to, to lead people to pray. It really does. And that's what Jesus does today. The disciples, the disciples see, the disciples see Jesus praying. Because the disciples have seen Jesus praying, they want to pray. They want to pray. And so today's readings are a reminder to us, for all of us, to pray unceasingly. Because prayer opens us up to God's action in our lives, to bring our lives in accordance to God's desire for us in our lives. And prayer becomes one of the ways, one of the ways 
in which we can follow Jesus with our lives. Today's gospel is a real primer for the power, the real power of prayer. Prayer does have great power. It really, it really does. Jesus tells us this. He says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. And he continues to say, he says, everyone who asks will receive. Everyone who seeks will find. Everyone who knocks the door will be opened to you. And then he reminds us, he says, you know, what parent, what parent would give your, your child a snake if, you, if they asked for a fish or would give them a, give them a scorpion if they asked for an egg? So if, you're, if, if you parents know how to give good things to your children, how much more does our Father in heaven give good things to us who ask for it? But of course, we know, we know, all of us have had the experience that we've prayed, we prayed, and it seems that our prayers do not get answered. And then we say, well, what's the use? What's the use? We're apt to then give up. We're apt to even doubt. Is, is there really a God? Or wonder, is there a God? What about these words of Jesus, if, if my prayers don't get heard? The great spiritual writer, St. Augustine, reflected upon this very dilemma. And Augustine said there are three ways that God can answer our prayers. St. Augustine said that God can say, first of all, okay, okay, he will give us what we want. He will answer our prayers in accord to what we are seeking. Secondly, Augustine said that God might say no, which means what we are asking for is, is not really good for us. That's hard for us to accept, but maybe put it in terms of many parents who are here with children this morning. How many sometimes of your children ask for something, they beg for you for something, and you have to say to them, no, that's not good for you right now. It's not good, maybe, to be given a popsicle, okay, five minutes before supper, right? And they're begging you for it because it's hot outside today. No, we'll have that maybe after supper. We'll have that for dessert. No, it's not good for you right now. So we have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait. So, so the answer might be no because it's not good for you. God knows us. God knows us. And then the third thing, the third, the third answer might be God might ask us to, to wait a while. Okay, I'll answer your prayer, but you're going to have to wait. Parents, again, you say that to your children, you're going to have to wait a while for that. You might, you might get it, but it's going to have to wait. And God might say the same thing to us. You're going to have to, to wait. Sometimes the waiting might be for us, too, to get in tune with what God's will is for us. What God's will is for us. It takes us a while to attune ourselves to God's will as well. That's what the waiting is all about. That's what it takes time. It takes time. So the answer could be yes, no, or it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. 
Not now, not now. Keeping that in mind helps us to understand the answer that we're going to get to our prayers. Sometimes when we're praying, sometimes it feels like we're interviewing for a job. We have, to, we have to get ourselves just in the right frame of mind. No, no, no. You can come to God just however you are, wherever you're at. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You know, that's why that we have that beautiful parable today. Just, you just have to be persistent. You just have to ask. God will take care of the rest. Utter a simple prayer of praise or thanksgiving. That's all you have to do. I began talking about this simple little, little prayer book that I have that I've been carrying for years and the power that it has to move people so very deeply in those moments of great need. Also, on the other end of life, I, I do a lot of, preside over a lot of weddings as well. You know, today, people can spend a fortune on weddings, right? Many of you parents know this, okay? It doesn't take long before you spend 10, 15, 20, 30, $40,000 on a wedding. One of the things that people do a lot today is they have what they're called wedding planners, right? Wedding planners make sure that everything gets done absolutely just right, you know, okay? That the flowers and all the different, different kinds of flowers match all the different colors on the dresses, okay? And then they have, okay, all the different favors match all the different flowers, okay? And those match all the colors on the dresses and on and on and on. It never ends. It never ends. And then we have to make sure, okay, that the, um, that the limo is the right length, okay? They can be really long, okay? Sometimes they stretch all the way out to 256. <laughs> they do. They do, okay? So you can have all, everything. You can have, you can have all, these, all these details taken care of. And everything can be perfect. But there can be, be one thing missing. And that's the ritual. And that's the prayer. And that's the one thing that I'm called on to bring to the, to the celebration. Without prayer, and it's not just me doing the praying, it's everyone. Everyone has to pray. We all have to be a part of this prayer. I, I always bring that home when I do a wedding. Everyone has to be a part of the prayer. That's what, gives, that's what gives it meaning. That's what gives it real meaning to the celebration. Without that prayer, it's empty. It's really empty. And so it is with our lives. We can have everything in life all perfect, all beautiful. But it is prayer, it is prayer that really holds our lives together, that really gives meaning to everything that we have. So take a look today at the prayer in your lives and how it is holding your life together. And if it's not, then maybe there's some room for growth. So when you receive Jesus today in the Eucharist, take his words to heart. Ask, knock and receive, confident that God loves each of us here and will not let us down.